Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for and by successful business people who also deal with the pain and frustration of chronic illness. Here's Nancy Becker. Today we're talking with Pamela Crane, and we're going to just jump right in because we were already having a wonderful pre-recorded conversation, (laughs) and I'm going to turn it back over to Pamela. Pam, please introduce yourself real quick, please, and then let's just jump right back into what we were talking about. Sure, sure. Well, I'm Pamela Crane. I'm a certified yoga therapist, C-I-A-Y-T, a master of science in yoga therapy, and a lot of people don't really know the difference between yoga therapy and what they think of as yoga. And we could talk about that later if you want or now, <laughs> whatever. But basically, I work with people individually or in groups with, with people who have sort of the same types of issues. So I've run series for fibromyalgia, series for persistent pain. I like to call it persistent pain instead of chronic. Just <laughs> it's all about mindset, right? Yeah, yeah. Because as a certified yoga therapist, we're dealing with mindset and we're dealing with whole body. And so we look at the, not just the physical, but the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and how it all connects and how we can address all of those aspects of our being to sort of even things out and ease suffering. Of course, we don't diagnose and we don't treat disease. We ease suffering. And as someone who suffers from fibromyalgia and Meniere's disease, and and I say suffers, honestly, I have more good days than bad. I don't suffer like I used to. And so using those tools of yoga. And and when I say that, it's more than what we think of as when you go to a yoga class and you do mostly postures. There's so much more to it than mindfulness, meditation, the breathing, the philosophical principles, how we think about ourselves, how we think about those around us. And so when we put that all together, we can find these, these ways of managing our suffering and managing our life in a way that that makes it better for lack of a better word yeah you know and and it's really interesting i do not believe in coincidences i i always think that you know god puts things in my path and makes me open my mind to different things and i've been thinking a lot about yoga lately just in and of itself, because I'm sitting in a chair. I can't use my right arm. I can't use either one of my legs. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to get into the downward dog position. I just, I'm not going to do that. There's no way I might be able to get down, but I'm never going to get back up again. So, you know, I'm going, yoga's out. I can't do yoga. But oh my goodness, like, I might do it. Yes, yes, you can. Well, here here's the thing when you think about yoga as as we think of it here in the west you think of pretzels and flexibility and all of that but what if you realized that hospitals are using yoga bedside to help patients with managing their nervous system with easing suffering from you know people who are terminal yoga is helping them to make that transition 
just sometimes breathing. And, and breath work, you know, everybody thinks, oh, breathe to relax. But you know, there are, there are breath work exercises that people can do if they're depressed to kind of rev them up and get them going. So it's so vast, the, the different applications that it's, it does yoga a disservice to think of it as exercise. And, and, and I want to make one comment about the spiritual aspect of yoga, because some people are afraid of it. They think, oh, you know, it's a religion or I'm from the South and always heard, oh, you're going to let the devil in. And those are legitimate concerns. I, I understand that, but it's, all-encompassing of spirituality. So for instance, when I see a client who is a Christian, maybe instead of a mantra, which is kind of a saying or an affirmation, maybe we use their favorite Bible quote. So there are so many different ways of using that, the, the tools that don't involve one strict thing. So as a yoga therapist, our training teaches us to meet the client where they are. And when we devise this plan and we do an intake and assessment, just like you do at a doctor's office. Mm -hmm. And we sit down and we ascertain what are your needs in all of these areas? And then what are your goals? Right? Because not everyone has the same goal. Me as a dancer who was suffering from fibromyalgia my goals were different than say a heart patient who um, just had surgery and needs to recover, right? Mm -hmm. So when you can ascertain what someone's situation is, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and then what their goals are, then you can tailor, it's just limitless, the tools that are available to you to ease the suffering. And again, we're not curing disease. I suffered from anxiety and depression for the predominance of my life until my thirties when I found yoga and I'm 54 and uh, almost 54. Oh, don't rush it. <laughs> My goodness, what am I doing? Um, yeah, I have about a month left of this. But yes, early. <laughs> thank you. But yeah, so, so using using all of these tools, I lost my train of thought. I got so distracted by myself, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's a normal thing for, for those of us with autoimmune, we get that brain fog. We get that thing where the thought escapes us or the fact escapes us or the name escapes us. And you know what I do? I have grace around that. I, I give myself grace and I go, you know what? So this is part of me. This is, this is part of what's going on with me, but it isn't me. It doesn't define me. And so when I can use that, and that's a tool of yoga, it's called ahimsa, and it's compassion and kindness and non-harming. And when I can use that, then I'm not beating myself up. And then when I'm not beating myself up, then I feel better, <laughs> right? So yeah, it's just really important to know that there are so many different avenues to to address these, these things and, that are going on with us. Yeah. I want to stop you right there for a second because so often, so many of, of my podcasts affect me too. So I know that it affects other people, but I've been 
I was in a really bad hit and run car accident six years ago, six and a half years ago. I've had 16 surgeries since then. I got had two spinal stimulators implanted, you know, just taking medicine and in pain every minute of the day. Well, 90% of the time I can go around and I turn off those receptors in one way or another so I don't think about it hurting and it's only when I relax a little bit that I go oh my gosh where did that pain come from you know but then I get really mad at myself because I'm not able to do what I used to do. I'm not able to get up and get myself a, another cup of hot tea. I have to holler for my poor husband who's busy off doing something else, you know, to stop what he's doing and go get me a cup of tea. And that makes me angry. And then I can't do my business in the best way. So I love the, the, the saying, give myself grace around not being able to do something but how the heck do you do that <laughs> well it's something you have to cultivate of course it doesn't happen overnight and i i will say after a lifetime of depression anxiety and i'm convinced that my anxiety was what got me into the fibromyalgia space because when you're in fight or flight 24 7 mm -hmm. of course your body can't maintain that cortisol raging through your body is is damaging i mean cortisol is important if we need to put ourselves into action but if we always are in that space of putting ourselves into action it wears out the body and so definitely you know finding yourself in that space of of always being on or tense or whatever can can just it, it literally can wear out your body. And so, um, of course, when I started yoga, I didn't just go to some yoga classes and then all of a sudden be like, oh my gosh, I, I'm cured. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way, right? It happens over time. And what happened for me was I had, I would have more bad days than good days. I would have days where I just like, I don't know if I can function in this life today. And thank goodness I had a very caring boss who sort of got, she got the mental, the mental illness aspect that I was going through. And maybe she didn't really know what fibromyalgia was, but she, she got it. But, um, you know, I would have so many bad days and then occasionally I would have a good day, you know? And the thing is, we all know that with autoimmune, there's no broken bone. We're not bleeding. So people really just don't understand. And then when you have a good day and they see you doing some things, then they think, oh, well, she must have been faking it yesterday or this morning or whatever, right? Because, because of that. So, but, but back to my point about how yoga helped me. And I, I, I kind of say yoga saved my life, but it was over this course of time. I started practicing yoga. And the thing is, you, if you're doing postures and that's how I got in, you know, through that, you want to make sure that you only do what feels right in your body. Mm -hmm. It, if you're tuning in and my, my business is called interoceptive performance and interoception is that tuning in to the body. When you, when you take time and you sit and you notice 
your heartbeat and what it feels like inside your body. That's interoception. When you start tuning in in that way, you can protect yourself. You can stop before you've gone too far and you've done too much and then you're back on in, in bed, right? But for me, what I noticed was over this course of time, I started having more good days and fewer bad days. And then one day I just kind of went, wow, I, I'm having more good days. Is it the yoga? <laughs> what, it must be the yoga. What else would it be? I mean, nothing else in my life has changed. And so, but it's gradual. And in, in our country, especially, I mean, we all want that pill, that quick fix. And, and I say that cautiously because we do need Western medicine as well. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, go ditch, your, <laughs> go ditch your medicine. That is not at, at all. But for me and for a lot of people in concert with your doctor, you might be able to transition down or away. I don't, I don't take medicine on a daily basis for anything anymore. And I had a cabinet full at one point. And, and again, I say that cautiously because I'm not saying, oh yeah, go to yoga and <laughs> dump the medicine. I wish I could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work that way. And for some people, you might, you might never stop taking medicine. That medicine might be, for instance, rheumatoid arthritis, the medicine helps to slow the progression of the disease. You don't just go, oh yeah, yoga, I feel good. I'm going to stop doing that. That's not how it works. But there are tools that can ease your suffering and help you manage along the way. And in turn, maybe you have more good days than bad days. The bad's still there. The disease is still there. The Business Success Unlimited Patreon page is now live. Patreon is a simple way for you to contribute to this podcast every month. And in return, you'll get exclusive benefits, such as a monthly live Q&A with Nancy and a business book club. If you're interested in becoming a VI pig, we would really appreciate your support in keeping our independent production going. You can find a link to our Patreon page at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Thank you so much. I practice gratitude every single day to help me stave off depression. And it's very simple. Every day I think of three things I'm grateful for or proud of myself for. And I usually light incense or a candle. And yeah, are the bad things still there? Is the world still a hot mess? Is this problem that came to me still there? Is the grief I'm, I'm feeling for whatever still there? Of course it is. But when we take that time to experience that little bit of gratitude, it just changes. It, it changes the neural platforms in the brain. It releases endorphins and that helps. No, it doesn't make everything go, bad go away, but it helps. And everything we can do that helps is useful. And so that gratitude practice sort of falls into another uh, philosophical principle of yoga of Santosha, which is contentment. And so that's how we, we look at yoga with all of these other tools aside from just what you think of as breathing and moving. My, the thought that <laughs> that was a lot to digest. Going, I, I got so much. I, I got, you know, this is, 
it, it makes it's making me feel like I should have started this when I was 15. I'm never good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I have said so many times, ah, I wish I had these practices so long ago when I was when I was 12 and shaking uncontrollably and not knowing why. Man, if somebody had just sat with me for five minutes and had me model their breathing, if someone had just told me that I don't have to feel shame and guilt <laughs> for no reason, if yeah. someone had, yeah, if I, and I remember, I remember the day where I had a kind of a big breakthrough of forgiveness for myself and feeling so angry that I didn't feel that free all my life, you know? Yeah, I, I, I know what you're speaking of. I felt that same thing, like, why didn't I know this sooner? Why didn't I have these tools? And, and, and I think anger, I, I've said it, you just said it. I think that is at the root of a lot of what we're all going through is, why has this happened? You know, why me? Why, what did I do to deserve? You can't count. I would be rich if I had, you know, a nickel for every time <laughs> I've said that over the past six years, you know? Um, if someone, regardless of where they are, how old they are, if they were to say today, from today on, I'm going to do something to help myself. I'm going to start learning these principles, using these tools. What do they start with? You know, it, I think it's different for everyone. A, a lot of people say start with the breath. You, you could just start to think about taking a big breath in and taking a longer exhale out. Because when we take that longer exhale, that's when we activate the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and relaxation response. So you might start there. You might say, I'm going to take five big breaths. And when you're doing that, maybe you close your eyes or you cast your gaze down and you notice, how does this feel in my body? Where do I feel something when I do that? Something simple as taking a breath might not be that easy. It's not because for me. if there's trauma, <laughs> yeah. if there's trauma involved, you may have some some freezing in your torso. You may have a, a thought that, that, that this, this doesn't work for me. That's why I say it depends. So maybe you don't start with the breath. Maybe you start with a little bit of gentle movement. Maybe you start with just some joint freeing movement in your fingers, your wrists, your elbows, your arms, your toes, your knees. And this whatever. is what you do to work with people is you help them figure this out? Yeah, that, that's literally my job. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what I do. I help people because, yeah, not everyone can just take a breath and kumbaya it all the way. That's, that's just not realistic. Yeah, every time I try to take a deep breath, I pass out. <laughs> I can't breathe. I breathe through my mouth. I don't breathe mm -hmm. through my nose, you know? Right. And so, so that's, that's where it's important to ascertain a, a baseline of where we are in all of these different aspects, right? In the physical. So 
if there are muscle imbalances that cause the shoulder to not work that well, we're not going to start with some down dog (laughs) because that shoulder is going to keep us from getting into that position and probably cause us injury in some other aspect or other part of our body because muscles, the muscle, our bodies are so fascinating. And if, if a muscle is um, compromised and we try to do something that that muscle needs to be involved to do, then other muscles are going to try to take up the slack and they don't like doing that. Nobody wants to do someone else's job. I always say that. So, you know, if you think about your head weighs 12 pounds and if your head is sitting right on top of where it's supposed to be, the muscles in your neck and upper back are used to accommodate or built to accommodate 12 pounds. If your neck falls forward, which we all are these days, especially, but some of us, I kyphosis runs in my family. So my body kind of tends to go that way. Even a few inches can make the difference in your head feeling like 30 or 42 pounds instead of 12. So if you think about muscles that are designed to hold 12 pounds, trying to hold 30 or 40, what are they going to do? They're going to hurt. And then other muscles are going to get in the party because they think, oh, something's got something going on. I need to get in there and help. But then they don't want to help. So they're resentful and they hurt. Mm. So it's all these, these imbalances, right? And you, let's say your right shoulder is tight we're going to do things to try to release that muscle or if it's short that means it's it's shortened we're going to do something to stretch but there's a difference you know not everything in yoga is stretching and flexibility some people don't need flexibility some people need strengthening if we're suffering from low back pain or hip pain that hasn't been diagnosed nobody can figure out what's wrong it might be a muscle imbalance that could be helped by strengthening the gluteus medius muscles, the transverse abdominus muscles, those muscles that are supporting the hip and low back. How so, do you do this online? It's, it's not that difficult. I, I do an intake and assessment where I ask you all the questions. I find out where you're hurting. And then we, I might look at you. Uh, some people compare it to taking their car back to the car rental place. <laughs> I might have you stand there and I might look at you to see, oh, if this shoulder is raised, it could be this, 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 and this. And then asking you questions about your lived experience, how this feels in your body can also help me. Now, having said that, I'm not a doctor. I don't diagnose. So... I'm going to also ask you, what did your doctor say? What, what diagnoses do you have? What past medical history do you have that could relate to what is going on with you? And then we do these things to help ease the pain. And if they don't, then we do something else. And if that doesn't work, then we do something else. And we keep trying until we find this space of yes, we can help this, or maybe this is one of those things where we change our relationship to the pain. Maybe this is a space where we change how we feel about this pain. If someone has 
Parkinson's, I don't cure Parkinson's. But I mean, nobody does, right? I interviewed a really, really great yoga therapist who has MS. And he talked about his journey with MS and how he manages his that with yoga. He doesn't take medicine. And so, yeah, it, he's incredible. It's, it's really incredible, the power of these tools. And, but, but he said, yoga didn't cure my MS. I just don't suffer from it. And I feel that way about my fibromyalgia and even my Meniere's. I, I manage it really, really well. And yeah, I have bad times. I have flares and things that come up, but I manage it well. And I really am adamant about how I take care of myself, how I show up, how I say no, how I... All important things. Yeah. yeah. And, and I didn't come up with this saying, but it's one that I live by. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. I love it. That's going to be one of my mantras. It's my mantra. And I didn't come up with it. I'm not sure. I think it might have been Jensen Tero who wrote the, the book. Um, you are a badass. I'm not sure. So I hate to, I hate to don't, don't quote me or her, but, (laughs) but I did. Yeah, that's, that's what I, that is my framework when I'm making a decision on whether I'm taking on a project, a client, (laughs) uh, uh, whatever, a job, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no, because, and I realize also that I'm sitting in a little bit of privilege with that too and that not everyone has that ability to do that i'm lucky that i have a supportive husband and you know i have the means to be able to do that also i make choices to live a way in which i don't need a lot of that's exactly what i was going to say i think that we have to be mindful of we always have choices no matter no matter what our situation is you know we uh, unless we're absolutely in dire circumstances i'm not going to go out and stand on a street corner (laughs) you know i'll figure out some other way of making money well right but also you make choices i have an older car and it was a cheap cheap car it was the lowest base one to begin with and i have a modest I, I I keep my needs fairly modest mm-hmm. I indulge when I want to mm-hmm. and can and but self-care isn't just massages and, and right. pedicures and manicures right self-care is making those those hard but important choices to care for your health over anything else because the more you care for your health the more you're able to be there for your business the more you care for your health and feel better the better you can be in your business amen to that yeah Yeah, i could never uh, entrepreneurship is not for sissies i will say that it is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And most people, when they go into a yoga career, whether it's a yoga teacher or a certified yoga therapist, don't really understand that 
they're going to be in business for themselves and that they're going to be an entrepreneur. And, but back in the time when I was really suffering from fibromyalgia, and this was before I knew I had Meniere's disease, I could never have done this. And I credit these tools that I have for me being able to have this kind of life where I get to structure what I do when I want to do it. And I can get into that nourishing cocoon for a day if I need to. And I can schedule my, my work around the time of day that I know I feel my best. Bingo, bingo. And then exactly, yeah. I, I don't, I don't schedule anything for you generally, unless I have to for around the, the noon one, two hour. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's nine in the morning here for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I, I try really hard to make sure that I'm doing my work mm-hmm. in the times of day that I feel my best. Yep, I, and, I hear you. And that is important for those of us who have these fluctuations because, and of course, sometimes I wake up in the morning and, and I'm not a morning person. So I never wake up feeling like, oh, let's jump into the day. And oh, <laughs> that's never me. I'm not like that. But when I wake up and after I've had my time to do the things that I do in, in the, my little rituals, and they're very simple because I'm not the kind of person who can keep up with a big hard thing. <laughs> and, and, and I will, I will say yoga is a practice. It's a way of living. It's not something you do. So if you think yoga is a class that you go to a couple times a week, you may have a misconception of how it can really change your life. Yoga is something you incorporate and it's a way of being where, Oh, I catch, I caught myself thinking negative self-talk and how is that serving me? That's yoga. Oh, uh, I'm going to reach up into the cabinet and get a dish and that sometimes hurts. Let me tune into how it feels. Where do I feel? What other muscles can I activate that might make that reach a little more successful? Yeah, because there was a time when I would reach up to get a dish and nine times out of 10, I would drop it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, done that. I understand. So, so that's yoga. Yoga is that bringing mindfulness and that interoception into just mundane things yoga is appreciating what you have rather than bemoaning what you don't. And again, I say that very cautiously because I don't want to bypass someone's situation that is desperately, desperately dire to tell someone who's passing away from cancer, just smile and breathe. Right. It's, it doesn't work like that. 
So, but, you know, as, as much as I could continue this conversation <laughs> for the rest of the day. And I could talk all day on it, too. <laughs> our time is actually up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, I, you know, I, I think it's fascinating. I am certainly going to dig into this more and we'll probably be giving you a call of to course. find out uh, something for myself. But how does someone get in touch with you? If sure. They work with you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm on all the social media at at Interoceptive Performance. So if you look there, you can find me. My website is interoceptiveperformance.com. And so you can you can find me either one of those. If you have a question you just want to ask me, it's info at interoceptive performance and i can share all of these with you if you yeah, have yeah, a we, show I, notes would, to put them yeah we would appreciate yeah that. i'd love to answer any questions i do a complimentary 15 minute consultation call to see if we're a good fit and if we're not a good fit i might be able to find someone else who is the right fit so for instance if you call me with pelvic uh, reproductive women's wellness i would probably would refer you to someone else who has more expertise in that area. If you're suffering from persistent pain, fibromyalgia, autoimmune, I'm your girl. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. And guys listening, this is fascinating. And I know that, like I said, I'm going to dig more into it. And I think you should too. And you can hear Pam, you can reach out to her on don't wait till pigsfly.com at 5 p.m. Eastern on Thursday evening. Uh, she and all of our other guests have some wonderful, fantastic information that you all should be listening to, paying attention to, because we're here to help support you and get that successful business to continue to thrive. And with these ideas and strategies, guaranteed things are going to be better for you. If you have any questions, leave them in the comments. If you have any ideas on what other topics you'd like to hear going forward, leave those in the comments. And until next time, get out there, be productive, and soar higher. Thank you so much, Pamela. This was an absolutely wonderful conversation today. And I know that people will be reaching out to you. So. Take care and have a good day today. Thank you.